Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast is brought to you by Becker Furniture World, Franzen Bank and Trust, Menards, and Carrier. Welcome to another edition of Talking Preps Podcast from the Star Tribune. My name is Paul Clauda. I'm the high school sports editor and my colleague, David Levesque, High school sports reporter extraordinaire is uh, with us today to carry the ball because, David, I'm usually in the background not saying a word, so I need you to save the podcast. Welcome. Well, I see that I've been upgraded. I, a colleague, I'm really more of an underling, let's be honest. Oh, let's not go there. Jim Paulson is not able to join us today, so that's why uh, David's going to be giving us his thoughts, and I'll be trying to chime in with uh, – Kind of where we're at with the uh, high school sports season, which changed fairly dramatically earlier this week when the high school league uh, reversed itself and approved the uh, start of the fall uh, football season, uh, games included for football and for the volleyball, sport of volleyball. David, you covered the meeting. We don't need to rehash too much what took place, but kind of where do we go from here? Well, where do we go from here? Um, there were still uh, some things left on the table at the meeting uh, from a standpoint of we know football has a six-game regular season. We know that those games start on either the 9th or 10th of October, and we know the season is poised to wrap up November 28th, which is the uh, Saturday of, of uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Um, so while we have those things in place, what we don't know is what does the postseason look like and where do we come out in the end? Um, do, we, do we try to play down to one champion in each of the seven classes or do we leave it as like they had to leave basketball uh, in the spring? And, and I thought, what did they get? A, it was a tournament qualifier was how they will be noted in the official logs. Oh yeah, I, I, that's right. I, yeah. So I don't know. I, I'll be curious how they're going to try to, you know, make the, uh, bring football to a conclusion. Um, and, and the same goes for volleyball and, and what that will look like. So we don't know what the postseason and, and but in, in fairness, we don't know exactly what the postseason looks like in any fall sport. We know that, that fall sports have plans through sections but no plans about some kind of a state uh, tournament or state meet have been announced. And uh, I, I think you're going to get answers to all of this uh, probably at the October 1st board of directors meeting. Uh, that's the next uh, time coming up where the board can make decisions and take action on such items. And I think that you need to get those uh, items solidified, particularly in like a, a girls tennis um, which is going to be just around the corner uh, from, from concluding uh, its, its section portion of the postseason. You know, whichever way they're headed beyond sections, if they're headed anywhere, I think October 1st, you kind of have to have that mapped out. Right. I think, the, the yeah, because the tennis season ends, I believe, that weekend. Um, they've got yeah. two weeks cleared out, for, it looks like, for each sport to have some kind of postseason. And uh, right. the, the, the the exact format of that looks like there'll be some section ish like competition, but whether it leads to you know, past the idea of having a section champion uh, in each uh, part of the state, I guess is what we'll learn next. We'll learn next. 
You mentioned volleyball, and before we talk more about football, I wanted to just kind of raise that volleyball practice and football practice both start on Monday, uh, September 28th, which is next Monday as we're re recording this. Um, there was some thought that the volleyball season might not start quite as uh, soon because of some of the club play implications. Um, what can you what can you say about that? Well, I want to go back and, and finish very quickly on the postseason. I, I, it occurred to me, and I kind of quick go run and get my notes. But at the last uh, at the special board of directors meeting on the twenty first, uh, which was Monday. Eric Martin's the executive director of the high school league. Uh, toward the end of the meeting, he was starting to to look at you know the discussion about what happens beyond sections. And what Martin said was they have no finalized plans for uh, events beyond the sections. Those two weeks that you just referred to, he said. Uh, he, he said at this point uh, that they're comfortable with sections being the limit. Uh, whether or not that will stay that way remains to be seen, but, uh, but there's no real clamoring from, from the high school leadership perspective to, uh, to add another week or two to uh, have some sort of culminating event. But back to volleyball, I thought that that, that so by, you know, by moving the, the start date to 28th versus uh, October 12th, um, I thought it the unfortunate part of it is that you kind of, you know, thumbed your nose at, you know, hundreds of kids, you know, it's not just like a couple dozen elite kids that, that are joining this club, hundreds of kids poured into these clubs because they were told there would be no fall season. And now you're making, I, I don't, I, and again, I, I don't have all of the, the finalized, but there was no talk of granting waivers. There was no talk of any sort of grace period or, or any way to accommodate the hundreds of kids that are involved in clubs uh, while they're getting the high school official high school season started up here. And, and, and if, if it, if it ha comes to pass where there isn't some sort of dispensation made for those kids, I think that's really, really poor. Um, and, and I hope I, you know, and, and it would be a really uh, as excited as we are to have fall sports returning. That would be a shadow, I think on the part of the process to, to leave those kids because you know what? They did everything. The kids and the families did everything in good faith. You said you weren't going to have a season. Fine. We'll join the club. We, we can participate. Everything's great. Now you're going to have a high school season. Well, that's cool. But if, if the, if, if the uh, part of the trade-off is having to bail on your club and maybe not get the money you invested, um, maybe not the ability to finish what you started, whatever, that's poor. Um, so we'll see if, if anything changes there. If not, I think it's a black mark on, on what otherwise was pretty good news. Yeah. Now the volleyball season uh, uh, will start. I believe the first game would be Thursday, October eighth. Is that is that the first permissible date for? That sounds for right. Yeah, and and football then starts the next night, Friday, and presumably there'll be some Saturday games. So that's kind of the start of those two sports. Volleyball uh, gets a slightly longer season. You mentioned fall will be uh, wrapping up. Uh, their last games would be like November 13th, 14th before they go into whatever the postseason looks like. Volleyball is going to have an 11-week season, so it'll go on a little bit longer than football. Uh, 14 matches uh, allowed, which I assume is a shorter season than they typically would have had. But oh, would, by, yeah, by a lot. Yeah, that, I think they're, I mean, they're probably in the 20, 
five or more match range if you throw in some of those you know those abbreviated tournament formats they play and yeah right. I, yeah right. they're, they're, that's definitely but everyone's getting a haircut this year so that you know sure. that's that, that's to be expected right and i believe there's no is it like cross like uh, swimming in cross country where they're not going to have those sort of giant tournaments on weekends it'll be is it mostly just right. individual matches the biggest thing you've seen in cross country specifically are conference-wide uh, meets and, and, right. but that's it there was no roy Gruyak, there was no malacca there was no applejack and some of the things that those big races were accustomed to seeing uh, those all went by the wayside right now, i know a lot of people have been sort of debating and a lot of the interest in this whole topic i think is kind of pivots around the idea is is it safe for kids to participate is it safe to play these sports or not you know the high school league in early october when it voted to uh, postpone football and and volleyball until march uh you know decided that they didn't think they could get those sports off the ground as, as safely as the other sports which got going um the other fall sports i should say um but one interesting thing that i picked up this week when uh, we asked for the health department's point of view on kind of how they viewed the high school league action this week to um, get these two sports started now in the fall um you know, the idea was that the hope would be if they waited till March to play the, the two sports that it would be safer to do so. Uh, Jan Malcolm, the health department commissioner, uh, acknowledged that it's a, it's a, you know, kind of a balance of risks and trade-offs when you look at when to, when to compete and when to do these things. But she as much said that there was no guarantee and there is no guarantee given the slippery nature of the of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. There was no guarantee that the March time period would be any safer she said we certainly hope it will be improved you know we, if there's if there's optimism that it will be but it's not a guarantee so the idea of waiting until march versus playing now you know both of them have a little bit of uncertainty to them um one thing that we're going to see with football and volleyball is the same limitations on fans that have been in place for the other fall sports so here we go with football games with not as many people in the bleachers and volleyball games potentially without anybody but the teams themselves in the gyms is that right yeah that's that's everything that's where everything that's where we left it on on monday at the special board of directors meeting now could some of those things change possibly but but yeah that's that's where we left it i i want to say to jan malcolm is sort of like synonymous with zoom meetings up until about six weeks ago i never heard of either one of them and now they're basically you know in our everyday lives and i'm not and i'm not picking on jen you know it, it's nothing like that but i mean but it's, it's sort of the comparison is these were people that were working hard behind the scenes zoom was a perfectly good app that some people utilized but now they both become so mainstream it's pretty remarkable yeah it is and i i will say that i, I talked uh, or heard last week from one of the other folks in the health department who's become a bit of a public face uh, when the health department has sort of offered its point of view on the pandemic. Uh, Chris Ayersman, uh, who I thought gave a very candid answer when asked, you know, what would she advise if her kids uh, were yeah. in a situation where their teams would be resuming play? And she, she was a high school mom. Uh, you know, she didn't exactly say when that was, but she said, I totally get where parents and families and and athletes are coming from. She, she said, those are, those were some of the happiest times of high school for our family. And, um, 
Right. She kind of acknowledged with her mom hat on, she, she really felt for the situation that this uh, pandemic is putting uh, students, athletes, uh, families through. And then she said, and then I put the public health hat on that I wear. And she says, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a still a very concerning situation. And the idea of bringing people together for activities, uh, knowing that there are risks. Now, the, the people who have sort of been critical of uh, the health department would say, you know, hey, there have been no deaths involving children. There have been no hospitalizations uh, in terms of the, one case, the cases that have sprung out of sports activities. So, you know, in fairness, um, so far, the activity that's been held has done, been done with some outbreaks, but, you know, we, we've known COVID was going to happen. We know it's going to happen probably this fall in situations. Um, it'll be interesting to see if anything changes on the, uh, on the attendance front because the, right. you talked to Don Gilman with uh, the, the Facebook group that, uh, you know, ended up uh, behind a protest that took place, a peaceful protest that took place outside the governor's residence a few weeks ago. She actually spoke to the high school league board on Monday during their meeting. Um, um, they want to play. I think they feel like they've made some headway here, but perhaps they're not done in terms of what they might try to become active about. Yeah, they're talking about, you know, maybe trying to get the situation changed so that you could have, you know, people indoors at volleyball, for example, you know, ma socially distanced, masked, but but in there, you know, much like at a restaurant. And I think that, you know, it's one of those things where you just pointed out that, that airsmen, I mean, there's a part of her that, that wants to see this happen, but, you know, but, you know, when you're responsible for public health, you have to be erring on that, the side of, of, you know, maybe looking like you're, you know, I, I go back to something that, that, that governor Walls said at the beginning of all this, you know, he said, if it looks like we're overdoing it, that's, that's, probably the, the, uh, that's the idea. I, I don't, I don't have that exact, but it was something along the lines. They were aware that, that this was pretty, they were enacting some pretty harsh measures, uh, you know, shuttering business, uh, you know, what they did with businesses and schools and, and things, but that it was a, a dramatic response to what they thought was a very dramatic situation. And I think that at the time it was dramatic. And I think that has ebbed over time and now it's it's something you should be concerned about you should be vigilant but you don't have to let it maybe cripple your everyday life and, and maybe there's some some you know we we've, we've moved there they use the you know the move the dial um you know my my wife and daughter went to a movie theater you know a couple of weeks ago you know and felt a little you know weren't sure if they could quite settle into the whole scene but they but you know they they did it and they're fine and We've had sports all summer. The high school league approved summer contact periods for, for those sports. And they had, they had fall trainings approved that were going on before now the resumption of, of, of football and, and volleyball. So it's, it's not like we went from zero to a hundred on this. I mean, we're trying to find a way back into it. And, you know, so maybe, you know, Gilman and, and those of, of that mindset have a point and maybe there is some, some more, uh, you know, some some more ground that we can move or, or, or what am I trying to say? We, we can, we can think about it indoors differently perhaps because we've seen it in, in, like I said, in restaurants and things, and maybe there is room to, to, to move that needle in, in that scenario. Yeah. 
Well, to the extent that uh, the effort at this point by the by the sort of the public pressure, much of it uh, exercised on social media, has been aimed at getting the high school league to sort of uh, undo the, the decision which it did to you know now play football and play volleyball this fall. The battle to deal with the seat, uh, how many people inside at an event or how many people at a stadium that will be more waged with uh, or you know, that's the health department guidelines there that it's not so much the high school league that sort of calls those shots from, from what's happened up to this point um also wanted to just touch base real quick because as we talk about indoor sports we've got um two more that are coming up uh, well two big ones uh, obviously they're almost all indoor sports when the winter sports hit the scene but uh, high school hockey, boys and girls, and high school basketball for boys and girls are on the, you know, I believe the schedules for those sports, or at least the plans for what they're going to do with those sports, that's also going to be a topic of the high school league meeting uh, next, is it next Thursday, October 1st? Um, and you've been right. a little bit uh, poking around on the hockey front to get some sense for what might be thinking there. Yeah, I would say... To start, I think that if I'm a hockey or football coach, I look at the action that took place Monday, and I'm I'm much more um, optimistic about my sports being able to take place because you know the high school league gave an okay to a, a high risk contact sport in football, and they they gave the okay to an indoor sport of volleyball, and and uh, hockey, you know, certainly um, fits both of those, and, and basketball to a little lesser extent on the physical side, but. <laughs> Yeah, you got guys, breathe, people breathing on each other at close range. That's, right. it's, you know. not, it's not a collision sport like hockey, all right? I, I just go, you know, basketball, what is it, hockey players or basketball players pretend they're hurt, hockey players pretend they're not, or maybe, I don't know. Oh, jeez, come but, on. Maybe that's soccer, actually. I'm sorry. But, well, you know, when you got LeBron James. <laughs> Either way, you're in trouble, off, okay? When you got LeBron James getting carried off by six people because what he jammed his toe. I mean, it's a bad look for the, the toughness factor in your sport. But oh, in any down. case, yes, yes, yes. In any case, that, that yeah, that's if certain friends of mine are listening. I hope they laugh about that because we, we go back and <laughs> forth on that a lot. Um, but yeah, if I'm, if I'm a coach in those sports, I feel good about it. But, uh, but I, you know, again, whatever happens going forward, you still have to be, um, you know, okay with the fact that you're going to have fewer games during your season and you may not have a state tournament, certainly not in the way you've had it before. Uh, and, and maybe not at all. I, I don't know, but it, so we've made up some ground in this, but there's also uh, some sacrifice and some, uh, um, um, the, uh, compromise that you're going to have to make because it's not going to be normal. Everybody wants, okay, can we just, please inch back towards something that feels normal. It's, it's, you know, we will make, you know, some ways, yes. And in other ways we won't. And on that front, um, the Star Tribune plans to uh, try to make our high school coverage look as normal as possible, given some of the restrictions and some of the challenges that we're going to be facing uh, covering games this fall. Um, we're hoping to be out covering football on uh, the first night of, of games. We'd love to be able to figure out a way to cover volleyball by being on site. Uh, I guess a little bit more to be said has to be sort of worked out to figure out if that's doable and how that might be doable. But David, in a couple of Fridays, I hope you'll be out covering a game. Um, most likely not in a press box from what it sounds like. Are you ready for that? Um, 
Maybe. <laughs> let's, 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 let's review the contracts after this podcast, shall we? Yeah, covering a game on October 9th might be a little different than covering that last regular season weekend on November 13th. Uh, we can check the wind chill on the temperature charts to see what that might yield. But I know you'll hold up. I hope your equipment will hold up. Um, unless you got any final thoughts, we're ready to say goodbye till next week. We are ready to say goodbye. Thanks for being here. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll talk to you later.